Hello and welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's show, we discuss the impact of coronavirus on Bristol Bears' fine season so far and what it means for rugby in general. Will we see another game this season? What does it mean for fans and how will it affect the long-term future of rugby in this country? I'm Tony and this week I'm joined by Lee and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well boys, it's episode 27 and this is the first time we've actually done it and we're not seeing each other in person because of the exceptional circumstances. We are attempting to use some technology uh, and do this over the phone. So, um, first of all, Pete, can I come to you and how you're feeling about um, the the general rugby situation at the moment? Well, obviously, uh, Tone. Um, you know, it's, it's it's from a purely sporting point of view, it's clearly very disappointing because it's put the brakes on. You know, Bristol's five-win streak, um, and also, uh, you know, socially. I mean, we can't even see each other in person, and let alone go down the gate. And uh, you know, we're going to miss that kind of four or five weeks of the beer, the buzz, and the banter. Um, but so, yeah, clearly at a very kind of personal level, it's 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 the same. But we know that we're all in the same boat as everyone. And of course, the reality is, you know, we're doing this for the right reasons. It's unprecedented times. Even a week ago, we could never have thought of this. But, you know, we've got to do it. We've got to do it for the sake of the vulnerable. So, uh, you know, mixed feelings, obviously. And, and Lee, what are your thoughts? I, I mean, I'm assuming you're having a cheeky beer, but I can't actually verify that visually <laughs> well Tony I have to say I'm actually having two cheeky beers because obviously I've got no one to uh, supervise me so um, you know what I'm like unsupervised <laughs> um, but by the way I, I mean how does my my telephone voice come across before we uh, before we get into it am I, am I sounding good on the phone you are as, as far as I can tell from my headphones you're you're coming across something like a somewhere between George Clooney and uh, Mickey Mouse <laughs> so that's true Bristolian then I'm, I'm 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 good with that I'm good with that um yeah I mean I just wanted to reiterate what Pete had said really I mean it, it is unprecedented um you know as much as we're gonna uh, miss our, our well, not just our rugby, but our sport in general. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, obviously, there's there's a bigger, much wider um, picture to all this. And like Pete said, we have to uh, we have to all do our own bit now and step up and um, and do what we can for um, for everyone else, really. Absolutely, and regular listeners will realise that Miles isn't here. Um, now, I'm assuming he got back safely from skiing, um, but uh, all well, joking... We haven't jo- seen him, have we? we? We haven't seen him. All joking aside, um, Miles uh, does work in the healthcare sector, so um, he's yeah. someone that's uh, doing invaluable work um, at the moment and uh, couldn't be with us tonight, so... Uh, much, much more important, he does his thing at, at this moment in time than, uh, than rabbit on with, with us, mate. Absolutely. 
So before we talk in a bit more detail about what coronavirus is going to mean for Bristol Bears season and uh, the rest of rugby, we do have a little bit of Bristol news this week to talk about. Um, something that we've suspected for a long time um, has been confirmed that Ian Madigan is leaving the club uh, and signed a three-year deal with Ulster from next season. And Pete, um, come to you first, your, your thoughts on, on that news. Well, I mean, I think we all knew it was coming, didn't we? It wasn't a surprise. But, you know, when it finally got um, announced, there's a couple of things. I mean, I felt quite pleased for him um, that he's got work, you know, because, um, you know, maybe if he'd given it a week, it might be more of another story. But, I mean, but then the second feeling is, is, you know, I mean, we have to pay respect to him for for being a great servant. Um, I did a bit of research, Tone. 50 appearances, 381 points, but probably more than anything, as a fan seeing him at the gate, um, the, his kicking style, what we I loved about him was the way that you didn't have to watch the ball to know it had gone through the, the sticks. You just had to watch Mads. And as soon as he kicked it and he knew it was gone, he turned around and started running back. And, uh, you know, that I will never forget that. I loved seeing him. Uh, kick in and I think this season obviously been a really difficult one for him and I think to be honest it's testament to to how well Callum Sheedy has done and I think you know Mads is magnanimous about this and and I think Sheedy has has, has thanked him for it and I think you know clearly he is going to go down despite this season as 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 a club legend and we wish him well Absolutely and Lee your thoughts? Yeah, I just absolutely back that up. I mean, the, the Mads is a, is a modern day legend for us, isn't he? I mean, he joined us when we were in um, you know testing times, um, and he was he was one of the first to to come in and help steady the ship and um, and get us back on track. And I mean, above all else, take, taking obviously Peter's, I couldn't say add to any more to uh, to what Pete said as the player, but. Also, we've got to remember that Mads, the the person, I mean, what he's given that dressing room and he's just been professional from day one. And I mean, we're all going to miss him, aren't we? You know, it's, um, he's going to be sorely missed, but yeah, you. Do- I do like your uh, your maritime an- analogy there, um, steadying the ship, because I think he was probably the first the first jib uh, cutter of the modern time for us. You know, the original jib cutter. Yeah, we loved the, the cut of his jib in the championship and then further on. And, uh, you know, so I think a maritime analogy, Lee, was a good one there, mate. And I, I think as well, Ian, Ian Madigan, we always, he always had time to have a chat with us, didn't he, after the games when, when we saw him, yeah. whether it was home or away. He tried to avoid miles, mate, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. um, always had a smile on his face as well. Um, you know, even when he wasn't playing and you saw him after the game, you know, he was always an important part of the squad. So um, we all wish Ian all the best for next season. And uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of Bristol Bears fans following uh, his, his fortunes in Ulster. Now, the other bit of Bears news and I'll come to you Lee um, first on this one was the quite outstanding performance of Nathan Chamberlain um, for the under 20 um, game Scotland versus Wales I don't know if you want to pick that up yeah well I, I have to admit I know Pete watched the game I didn't get to see the game because I was doing my uh, my little bit for the community at the time but um, I mean the, the guy played an absolute blinder didn't he? I don't know who that is laughing, by the way, but I do a little bit. Was that community service? And it wasn't. It wasn't community service, no, Peter. <laughs> um, 
No, I mean, it, what was it? Thirty-two points, a hat trick of tries, um, and and to be fair, I mean, yeah, we've bigged up Yoan Lloyd, haven't we, on the on the pod, you know, quite a bit, but um, he really did put Yoan in the in the shadows, really, on that particular night, and um, yeah, what what a cracking performance, and it's it's brilliant to know that we've got these these youngsters coming through the ranks. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, something to to certainly make us smile in the present time. Um, Pete, your your thoughts on the performance? I've I've seen the tries and there's some cracking tries, especially the the chip through that he collected. Well, I mean, we always like a little chip and run and collect photo. And yeah, I mean, he just looked he looked class, didn't he? Um, you know, and they basically Scotland dismantled Wales. Um, so yeah, what a great you know what a great. Um, production line of, of potential number 10s that we've got coming and although you know Yoan Lloyd was put into the shadow a little bit um, you know we know he's class as well so you know I think it's, uh, it's it's always nice to see what's coming for the future and and, um, and as Pat has always said you know his um, aim one of his pillars is developing players is coaching players and and then sprinkling all of those players, those coachable players with, with quality on top. So, yeah, Chamberlain, um, look forward to, to maybe next season now, you know, seeing a bit more of him. And, and I think also we've got to remember that we've got Tiff Eden as well in the mix as well. And it'd be interesting to see how that all kind of weds together and, uh, and see what happens. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Tiff Eden, Nathan Chamberlain, Yoan Lloyd, and of course, Callum Sheedy. Um, you, you, you would think... Uh, possibly won't look in the uh, the the market for a, a number ten next season if uh, if he's if he's got those four and of course we've got Siali Piatau um, the extra year I can't remember if we talked about that last but uh, nice to see him signed up and uh, I think he brings a lot to the club on and off the pitch. Yo, what's up? It's John Four here, and you're listening to Beers Beyond the Gate. So let's move on to coronavirus then. What we know now is that all rugby in this country is postponed uh, or halted uh, for five weeks Um, at the moment the earliest that we will see games played again is the week mentioned the 20th of April which means for Bristol Bears our home games against uh, Saracens and Exeter in the league uh, Gloucester away in the league and that quarter-final tie against Dragons just before Easter are all postponed as things currently stand. So, uh, come to Pete first. Can you see the season resuming on the 20th of April as things currently stand? Well, I'd like to I'd like to see it resuming on the 20th of April because um, I think the next game after that is the Worcester away, isn't it? We, we plan to have a little away game to that one, a uh, little road trip. But I think, I, I, I just don't know. I mean, everything is up in the air. I mean, it's changing every day. I mean, there are still nine games to play in the Premiership. And, you know, it was going to be a late finish anyway because of the World Cup. And then we've got all these issues with players out of contracts in June, going to new clubs. Can we play beyond June? Um, I mean, to be fair to the, the directors of rugby, they, they, they've got a, a, you know, a, a lot to think about. I, I just I don't I just don't know. I don't even think Boris Johnson knows at the moment. But, you know, we, we're like everybody. And to be fair to the, to the government, we're, we're having to take everything you know, almost one day at a time, aren't we? Absolutely. Lee, can I come to you and um, what's your thoughts? As some people saying that 
you know, absolutely, we need to play all the games. Um, some others thinking if we do start again um, towards the end of April, that the games that have been missed should go down as a nil-nil draw, both sides getting two points. Your your thoughts on those two alternatives? Well, that, I mean, I think personally, we, it, like Pete said, we are taking it all day by day at the moment. But I mean, I think that we, until we definitely can't do anything else and we can't fulfill fixtures then I think uh, until we get that information then I think we need to do everything in our power to get the, the games in the season uh, finished um, and like Pete said obviously because it was a World Cup year we, we were starting later on in the year than we normally would anyway but um, I mean until we know otherwise I think we, we need to do by hook or by crook we need to get the the season um, finished and not just in rugby but in, in all sports really you know I, Tony I, I, I've just had a good idea mate I think the one thing that is the positive about this is that the relegation is sorted isn't it so that's not a problem mm-hmm. so it's yeah. all about so what about you know if it goes on drags on a little bit beyond the five games what about an old fashioned like school like old style school weekend tournament they find a weekend and we have like you know a, a weekend tournament playing each other all through the weekend job done and then you kind of get the winners at the end of it because no one's going to get relegated and you know everything to play for because you know I mean it's hard to think how we're going to fit all these fixtures in and I cannot believe that it's not, it's not going to carry on beyond uh, beyond the, the date at the moment but what about that old school Old school, I think there's one slight flaw in that. Yeah, and I yeah, think, I know there would be, Tony. And I, I think m- m- most directors of finance at these clubs are desperate to get games staged at home uh, and as many as possible. Well, what about Twickenham? Get it all done at Twickenham over a week and then get, the, get all the fans in and you share the proceeds. I think... It, it, it's an interesting it's an interesting <laughs> thought it's an interesting idea but it's unprecedented times Tony it, it is so what, what, you, what you're saying everybody plays each other once yeah we, I don't know some sort of round robin and then you get you know get out of the group stage and you know maybe you know I don't know and they do it over two weekends and I know it's a joke but you know We've got to think. We've got to think different. Yeah. We could turn it into a sevens format, maybe, and, yeah. and play it as a sevens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean we'd still have a chance of winning it, wouldn't we? With uh, with our, um, with Moran and Piatau in the team. All right, settle down, you two. I don't know what you're drinking, but you're you're coming up with some funny ideas. Well, I, I, I just want to interject at this point. I'm, I'm actually sat in in Pete's uh, in our in our in our original um, our podcast studio, and uh, and as I can see some old speckled end doom bar and, uh, and a few other tinnies up on the side too. So I'm quite happy in here. Well, good, good. Um, we shouldn't forget we're recording this on Tuesday night. It's some, it's St Patrick's night. Um, St Paddy's Day today. I know I've got a Guinness. So I um, am celebrating here yeah. in, in, in isolation. So celebrate with your Irish Irish relatives? No, but um, I, I do have Irish ancestry, so um, yeah. I, I do not, not feel bad about having a Guinness on, on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Now, one of the things, you know, if the, the league season can be completed, people have also talked about where do you scrap the playoffs? So whoever finishes top of the league if you can get all nine games done is that one thing um 
I mean, I don't particularly like the playoffs anyway, um, the way they're structured. So I'd certainly be happy with that. One of the other things is, you know, will the clubs sacrifice the European competition if they can finish off the league season by the end of June? Um, Pete, what's your thoughts on that? Drop, Drop the European competitions, focus on the league, and yeah. get, get rid of the end of season playoff final. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, Tony. You're asking me some very, very difficult questions here. And uh, given the fact that the authorities don't seem to know the answer, I'm struggling too. I mean, I think it's a, you know, what you say is a, is a, is a, is a plausible suggestion. I mean, it may be, it may come to the point that, you know, we, it just, it just gets frozen in time. And, and I think clearly. Um, the European competition, if there's anything that's going to get, is going to give, it's going to be that because there's still kind of knockout games to be played. You know, it's feasible that they could freeze the Premiership as it was because, as I said before, I mean, relegation has been sorted. So it's not as if anyone's going to lose out if you froze it as it is. And then, you know, you just say, we can't do any more. Top six are in Europe next year. Um, and we move from there. I mean, you know, people are going to have to, to accept strange things perhaps that, that no one ever considered uh, before but yeah I think I think what you suggest is if anything is going to give it will be the European games that will get binned Lee uh, I, I know certainly with football people are, are speculating that we should actually make this a void season so um, basically you start with the the same teams um, uh, this at, at the start of the season in the autumn um, if that was the case and Bristol were back in the Challenge Cup um, and this year's performance was just wiped off the slate, how would you feel as a Bristol Bears fan? Well, I mean, obviously, if you're taking the personal um, side of it, it, is, it would be absolutely gutted, really, because, I mean, we've had such a cracking season and, um, you know, obviously we're, we're riding the crest of a wave at the moment, but... I mean, like I said, that's that's why really until we're told any differently, I you know, I think we we, we we play it day by day, but we still have the intention of of completing all the all the fixtures if possible. Um and until until we know otherwise, until they you know, the government uh, tell us otherwise, then that's gotta be the aim. So I mean I, personally I, I wouldn't be a fan of, of that, but like we said before, unprecedented situation at the moment. And if that was the case, then I guess we would have to to, to accept it. But, um, you yeah, know, hopefully it won't come to that. Yeah. OK, let, let's just briefly talk about money. Um, Miles obviously isn't here. And let's face it, he doesn't need to talk about money. He's got so much. But um, we're three season ticket holders. We've paid our cash across. Um, if the you know if we don't see any more games this season, um, how, how do you think the club should deal with that? Should they be giving refunds to season ticket holders? Should it be um, offered as a discount off next year's season ticket? Um, um, and I, I've, I've seen on the website at the moment they're talking about all tickets remain valid. Um, they're certainly not pushing or giving any indication of how people can get a refund. So, so clearly not not just for Bristol. Um, and we are pretty well financed with uh, a big backer. Um, but for lots of clubs, actually to hand back any money without any kind of gate revenue. Um, 
there's going to be some real problems, I think, for some some clubs in the Premiership and right through rugby. But Pete, specifically, as a season ticket holder, are you happy for the club to hold on to your money if there's no more games? Or, or would you be looking for some kind of refund before the start of next season? No, it's, it's a difficult one. But you know what? I think that the reality is, is that when you're looking at all strands of society who are going to get affected by 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 the, the you know by the shutdown caused the virus you know i think we've got to support every business the best we can and and personally you know i paid for my season ticket up front the money's gone um you know i don't want to put my club uh, at a disadvantage by demanding some money back that i've already spent i i personally have had some fantastic times so far this season I had some, I've got some great memories from this season whether or not the league is finished whether or not we play in Europe next year you know I have I have had a great year and I've and, you know doing this podcast stuff like that it's all because of the rugby now if I know I, I know it's not profiteering by the rugby club if they're sort of struggling to say look boys we can't refund personally I see that you know we've all got a you know, it's a different viewpoint of life now. A lot of us are going to have to look at things very differently. And I personally would feel that I would be investing in my club if I didn't, you know, if I didn't get money back. And that's my personal, you know, personal view because it's not a kind of, this is an unprecedented situation. I think we all have to, in all walks of life, I think we're going to find behaviour changes in the next few months of people working together to kind of for the good of everyone. No, absolutely. And, and Lee, your thoughts? Yeah, totally agree with Pete. I mean, I think actually at times like this, I mean, money is... is it's money, it's, isn't it? It's, that's right. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not irrelevant because obviously, you know, we all still need money, but it's, it, it isn't the most important thing right now, isn't it? And I, I, mean, I think I, already in our little community, I, I can already see people uh, banding together and helping each other out in lots of different ways. And like from the actual rugby side of it, I I I feel exactly the same as Pete. I mean, you know, if it if it means if we can't play any more games, um, if there was uh, you know some you know if that money was kind of put on to taken off the, as a discount for next season, I'd be more than happy. If not, I mean, what well, if it works out that we've paid 40, 50 quid a game in, in the end instead of twenty? then, hey, you know, it's just like being a back supporter for the season, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe we'll get some complimentary bobble hats because um, well, they, they might have a few left over now if we, if we don't or play. Or maybe games. some gilets size triple X large. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I kind of alluded to it. Bristol Bears have got Steve Lansdowne, uh, one of the richest men in the country, according to the, the annual Times survey. But his wealth will have taken a little bit of a, a, a knock with the way that the stock market's gone. I know he has sold some of his shares in the, um, the company he founded, but I'm assuming he's still got quite a, an investment there. Um, do, do you see, Pete, um, the current... Well, let's call it 13 premiership teams with Newcastle. If the season, we can't play any more games, do you think there'll be 13 professional premiership clubs left in, in July? I, I think by July, yes. I think if, this, if it's a temporary hit, um, but if it goes on, and you know, there's some pretty worrying 
reports about you know how long this could last clearly there are some clubs who are going to have a commitment to pay out salaries and they're not getting any revenue potentially sponsors that they may be selling sponsorship for future games I mean I know there'll be some sponsors that will already committed money and hopefully some of the sponsors like us would would say you know we we understand you know keep the money but on a game so you know it makes me wonder that clubs without a sugar daddy even really established clubs that rely on like regular support like Leicester and the Northamptons of the lot you know if they they could be in some serious trouble come you know I think Probably clubs could take the hit for this season if there's no more games. But if we're looking into next season, you know, but then again, I don't know if you heard the, um, you know, uh, the Chancellor, who, by the way, is a Saints fan, come out Saturday, uh, later on day and basically saying, you know, no business is going to be in trouble. And that must include rugby clubs as well. Then, you know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Lee, question to you. Do you think the authorities... We've talked about ring fencing for a long time. We've talked about, you know, can the championship survive? Do you think this is going to be the catalyst that will we'll, we'll see a very different league structure come next year because partly it will be forced on by the, the, the effects of the coronavirus? Well, that's, that's a, a tough one to answer, really. I mean, I'm very, very aware that we don't, you know, obviously we don't want to be... Um, scaremongering at all in any in any way shape or form I mean there's enough people that, that have done that already in this situation um, I mean I guess I think like Pete said if this is a, a situation which is is not resolved but it's kind of um, it work, if, if it's worked out over lesser months then obviously everyone's got a chance to kind of uh recuperate and get back on their feet um and i mean i'm still optimistic that that that's what will happen i think that we will eventually get on top of this um and, and everything will get back to normal but i mean obviously as as the time goes on um if it if it did then obviously we, we i think that possibly that situation might happen in I mean, just from a financial point of view, I mean, the championship would, and it's already suffering. So, you know, um, but I really, really hope that obviously that scenario doesn't happen, to be honest, Tony. Yeah, okay. Um, just just one more question that um, surrounding this that I'll be interested to get your ideas on. Um, we've said that relegation isn't an issue because Saracens are mathematically down. Um but can you promote Newcastle in their place, who, although they are clear at the top of the table, um, if there wasn't another game played, they certainly aren't mathematically certain of promotion? Um, or is this the, the opportunity to maybe um, increase the Premiership to 13 teams? We void this season and Saracens start with their massive deduction next season in the Premiership but then I suppose the question is can you do that with all these people that they've sent out on loan including the two that are coming to Bristol God that is a cracking question Tony that really is I mean do you know what I think we should ask Tony what he thinks yeah <laughs> yeah let's fire that one back at you Tony <laughs> well I, I think as we've we've said all along 
I think this is unprecedented times and I don't think anything is is off the table. Um, I I could see a scenario where um, I don't know, it's so difficult. Can, can you promote Newcastle without the season finishing? Are they going to try and get enough games in to, to, to make it possible for Newcastle to get fairly promoted? Um, I hope that's the situation, so you don't have to um, worry about this. You think any other season um, with um, relegating a team, if not if the whole season wasn't completed, you'd have all kind of claims and litigation and um, le- legal moves to say why a team shouldn't have uh, yeah. got relegated. Obviously, we haven't got that, that this season. Um, I, I think Saracens would be in a very interesting position if, if the Premiership just said, well, the season's void. We start again as is next season. You know, will Max Mallins and Ben Earl come to us? Um, but what, that's, the, what, that's what, the thing I mean sorry Tony I was just going to say you would imagine it's certainly in football loan deals have got get out clauses but I don't know if they'd have a get out clause from the 1st of July mm. I mean that's the trouble with uh, but that's why we like in my opinion we need to we're, we're all taking this day by day aren't we well it's not even day by day we're taking this hour, hour by hour really um, and, I, and I think that's that's the trouble we're surmising what could happen potentially and I mean, really, it's it's just it's a complete minefield, isn't it? It's, I mean, we just, I, I don't think we can really, because there, there's there's good points, there's pros and cons to every single uh, question that you're throwing up, and and the, like from the one question, we're kind of you know there's probably about a hundred different answers to it, you know. So it is very difficult to work out, like, until we really know in five weeks' time where we are then, it is a complete minefield as to where it could finish. Uh, Absolutely. Sorry, Pete, go on. I I think I quite like to see Pat take over the crisis management of this country. You know, he's uh, he's clearly a man with vision. And um, uh, who knows? Uh, You know, maybe he's the man to lead us forward. The, uh, no, I, I agree with Lee. I mean, it, it's, it's it's weird. I mean, it's not just rugby. I mean, this is rugby. Obviously, that's what we're interested in on this particular moment in time. But we've all got issues all over the place, and, and so's everybody. Um, I, I think we've got to be, you know, we've got to be level-headed about this. You know, we've got to be sensible. We've got to do what we're told to do. But it could shake down some of the sort of rubbish out of society. This and some of the rubbish out of rugby, and and you know, we know that it will come out the other end. Um, and you know, I think we'll be. Uh, you've got to be positive. You know, there'll be some. You know, there's going to be some problems, but I think it's going to raise community spirit. I think we're going to like. You know, this whole. We're going to be positive about stuff when it comes out. We're going to be grateful for stuff that's come on. And and I think. Um, you know, I, I just think. You know, what else can we do? What else can we yeah. do at the moment? Okay. Um, we've got to just keep plugging away. Keep podding. Keep talking. Keep helping. And, uh, you know, and, and maybe Miles would come on at one point as and, well. It'd be great. And, and Tony, one thing I would say, I mean, this is, I mean, what, everything that we've kind of uh, adhered to on this pod was was exactly what Pat had said himself, is, is uh, inspiring the community. And, you know, I know this situation is is completely unprecedented and we're, we're all sat here thinking we don't really know what's happening tomorrow. But the one thing is inspiring a community and that's exactly how this 
this is panning out now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with Pete. I think we're all going to get that, that sense of um, community spirit and we're all going to, that togetherness and stick together and, you know, and, and we take each day as it comes, really. Absolutely. One of the, one of the announcements today was that, um, you know, there's this five-week break, so the players are going to have three weeks active rest. So, um, Pete, if I can ask you, um, what, 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 do you, what will you be doing if you were a player for active rest, if that's not a well, contradiction I, I in mean, terms? Oh, firstly, I mean, this is their, this is, they're getting their first experience of home working, aren't they, the players? I mean, mm-hmm. they're not used to this sort of thing. Um, oh, sorry, that was me, uh, that was me phone, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I was looking at it. I'm actually, I, I, I've been flicking through Twitter while you were talking away there, and I've just found the thing. I mean, it's brilliant. They're, they're going... Um, they're going into hibernation. I think you coined that phrase earlier, Tone, on Twitter. And, you know, they're doing skills challenges. They've got team video conferencing. They've got quizzes, virtual seminars, team WhatsApp groups. Um, it sounds it sounds really good. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm quite intrigued to find out what are in these quizzes. Um, hopefully they'll do a bit better than uh, me, Lee and Miles did when you gave us that Christmas quiz. Well, um, maybe, yeah, yeah. I... I think maybe Tony could actually uh, maybe work out a quiz for the boys, you know, when they're uh, when they're stuck at home. Do you know what? I think, I mean, it, you know, clearly the, the club of, of, of I mean, it, it's a bit like my situation. I mean, in teaching, we, we've got a very similar situation and we've got plans in place for, you know, for the kids if they're, if they're off school about how we're going to, you know, do home learning and interaction. And it's the same with rugby. Rugby's the same thing. And I think, you know, it's great to see that the plans are in place. But, you know, I think our players, you know, they're going to have to adapt. I mean, they're not used to not, you know, in some ways, I, I mean this in the greatest respect to a lot of our players, but they're not used to having to kind of make their own timetables and make their own structures. They're very used to being structured in a, you know, they, I know for a fact, I read it today, you know, they're not allowed anywhere near a Clifton Rugby Club for three weeks. So they're all essentially isolated in home but you know but thanks to modern technology they can connect and they can work i mean you know i mean some of the players i mean i think they're gonna have to be pretty self-disciplined aren't they i can imagine quite a lot of you know championship manager if that exists anymore and all that sort of stuff coming out and uh, you know i mean i mean nathan hughes is gonna have to be really disciplined about his diet as well isn't he? I think. he might be on so, deliveroo as we speak <laughs> <laughs> i mean to be honest i think the west beyond trim or wherever he lives uh kebab shop is relying on him to survive <laughs> the next few months so uh, but no seriously tone i mean go back to your question very serious i mean i think they are clearly doing what they can. I mean, they've got to be ready um, for, for if and when, you know, when, or of course, when the time comes, they've got to get back on the pitch. They've got to keep fit. I mean, they, you know, it's going to be exciting in some ways for them. They're going to get some new skills. They're going to be running up and down the stairs all, every day, you know, picking up boxes, doing the recycling, you know, anything that can keep them fit. Um, and I'm, I, I think it's going to be really interesting, actually, when we get that first game back after this period of hibernation, to see how which clubs, you know, have managed to manage their players uh, in, you know, behind closed doors. See if there are any clubs that, are, see if any players are putting, a, you know, got a bit of timber on them when they come out and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of interesting, uh, interesting thing to, to think about. Well, certainly one thing I'm looking forward to is Max Lahif's Instagram account because I'm yeah. sure we're going to see some cracking recipes. To that, Tony. Hey, some cracking oh, recipes there. A few of the Bristol Bears players are going to going to come out as better cooks after that. I mean, him and John Foer, if they could get together, do some online cookery courses, 
you know, obviously no watermelon and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think if I was a player, I'd be thinking, you know, this is an opportunity for, for you know, developing myself, looking for the future, new skills, that sort of stuff. There we are. Lee, what about your, what, what would you be doing for um, active rest? Well, I'll probably be doing exactly what I'm doing now, Tony. <laughs> See, that's how you answer a question, Pete, like in one sentence. I know, but, you know, yeah. that's why we will be. <laughs> uh, um, finally, boys, because we're going to wrap, wrap it up for tonight. If the season did finish, if we weren't going to have any more games, give me your magic moment from this season and just to give you a second to think about it I think my magic moment for me would be that last minute try at Exeter when we uh, it was the, the catch and drive uh, and the the joy on the faces of those players um, when we scored that try and I know it went to the TMO and I know it was checked but that was my magic moment so far this season. Lee, um, what would be your okay. magic moment? It, that, this, that's a, that is a tough question because we've had so many good moments this season. But for me, it was, it was an early one. It was, um, it was Jan Lloyd coming on for his debut and uh, coming on score and a try, even kicked a conversion as well, didn't he, against uh, our, our greatest rivals, Bar. And um, and that was beautiful, mate. That was lovely. And what a fantastic night that was for all, for all of us Bristol fans. Thank you, Lee. And, and finally, Pete, your, your magic moment of the season? Same game that Lee, remem- that Lee alluded to. To me, it was the, the Dan Thomas one-handed pick up and pass in that Bath game that then spread it wide to eventually Piers O'Connor scoring wasn't it off a pop up from Matt Prothero so the Dan Thomas pick up on the run and pass beautiful and that's the amazing thing isn't it that that we're only just over halfway through the season but we've probably had about two or three seasons worth of magic moments already this year and you think you know they, that um, the, the the shutting out um, what was it Breve um, oh brilliant yeah. um, you know some of some of some of Stephen Lua Tua's um Positional when he's been down injured, he's got got the ball back somehow, and then managed to create a scoring try. And you know, we've had some brilliant times, mate. Brilliant uh, already this season. The, you know? the win at Bath, the win at Northampton, um, some some cracking memories of this season so far. So let's hope that it's not finished. Um, Bears Beyond the Gate certainly isn't finished. Um, we'll be looking to bring you some um, Bristol Bears related chats. Now, we'll have a think about the frequency of that. Um, we'll hope to keep it weekly, but um, we've got a few ideas of stuff that we maybe we can introduce to the show um, while there aren't any games. So I think above all, we wish the the players, the um, the officials and everyone at the club uh, to stay healthy and safe, along with all the Bristol Bear fans, whether they're in Bristol or uh, anywhere in the world. Um, so everybody look after yourselves. Um, we'll be back. And each other. With you, absolutely. And look after each other. And um, we'll, we'll keep 
plugging away for Bristol Bears and uh, hopefully this fantastic season isn't at an end uh, and we'll be there on the podcast to uh, give our thoughts as things progress. So Pete and Lee, thanks ever so much for this dialing experiment and uh, until next time, come on Briz. Come on Briz.